We are getting into the weeds tonight, everyone. Review of week two, fantasy football, here at the Russell. We're going to take a deep dive into players to be concerned about and not so concerned about with me and Ooze and our special guest, Cody, filling in for Lance again. Stay tuned all the way to the end for our special waiver wire pickups. You don't want to miss today's show. Outstanding week two review, wire waiver pickups. We're back again at the Russell. We've got our fearless leader back with us, Cody. Lance is out. He sold his house, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Clap it up. It's been put off a couple times. <laughs> and it's finally done, but he could not be here with us tonight. So Cody's filling in. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing good. Feeling oh, good, yeah. feeling great. Oh, yeah. Let's just roll right into things. We got a lot to cover, studs. Uh, duds, waiver wire pickups, and I got a good question for you guys today. But first, like always, ooze the news. Yes, sir. Let's go. Oh, man, this is, you know, we got 15 weeks left, only saving grace of this week, right? Because there's a <laughs> lot of injuries, a lot. Uh, the Browns, they almost lost the whole offense, right? Uh, Baker went out, came back, played the rest of the game. Uh, Jarvis Landry, he is out for the next two weeks. Got put on IR today with a uh, MCL sprain. Um, hopefully, you know, it, was, it would just be the two weeks and we keep it going. Tua, no, he, he left the game with uh, rib injury, no cartilage damage, but they're saying he's day to day. Jacoby Brissett, former coach backup, will be uh, starting this week. Um, Deshaun Watson will not play week three t- due to the Tyrod Taylor injury. Uh, again, another quarterback down. Good for me because he's in the AFC South. It will be uh, Mills playing week uh, three. So go get the defense, whoever is playing against the Texans, because it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Um, Derek Carr, probably one of my waiver pickups, to be honest. Uh he was out with a leg injury, came back, still threw over, I think it was 400 yards this week. Um, he's just slinging the ball. Uh, Josh Jacobs out for week three. Um, it was the Peyton, uh, Peyton Barber just leading, uh, leading, leading the carries, but we'll see about that. Uh, Mario Cooper, bruised ribs. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, they're going to get an update on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> I know those who spent buku money on the 49ers running backs. They're all out. <laughs> Hastings is out for a high ankle strain, uh, high ankle strain uh, week to week. Trey Sermon, who came back after a healthy scratch of week one, concussion protocol, and Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell is day-to-day with a shoulder. <laughs> I don't know who's up there. Don't get him, all right? Chenault, he's expected to play on uh, on Sunday. He had hurt his shoulder in the game. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I'll try to keep telling you guys, he's small and fragile, like glass, okay? He's day-to-day with a knee injury. Doesn't look good. Dalton, bring it. I mean, the rookie didn't look good, 
but there's only one game. But Andy Dalton, the the, the red rifle, ACL does not have an ACL tear. tear. Um, we'll get more update in midweek. <sighs> My boy Carson Wentz, he walked. He got a double ankle sprain. Walked out of the game. Didn't play the last drive. A game winning drive, by the way. That could have been. Didn't have a boot at the press conference. Then left the stadium with a boot. And he is day to day with uh, more questions. More questions. Because we don't know if he's going to play on, on, on Sunday. Or it's going to be Jacob, Jacob Easton. But that's it for me with the news. Thank you. Thank you, Ooze. Like we've been telling you guys, news is very important. It's going to you know, affect your roster even down to the very last second till game time on Thursday, Sunday, Sunday night and Monday night. So make sure you pay attention. So let's get into these studs. We've got a lot to cover and we got some duds as well. We're going to go by position quarterback running backs wide receivers and tight ends we'll obviously skip the defense and kickers and then we'll get into some waiver wires so guys we had some crazy stuff happen this week just like every week in the nfl we've got some crazy quarterback plays um two i want to just highlight then you guys can get into it tom brady nine touchdowns in two games and i think zero interceptions And then we have Derek Carr with 817 yards in the two games. Next after that was Murray with 689. So he's almost clearing it as well over, well over hundred in yards. So, and then obviously we got the other uh, quarterbacks. So what do you guys think of the quarterbacks this week? Go ahead, Cody. Man, the Derek Carr numbers, my jaw is hitting the floor. Their second pass rate over expectation. I that one that's one that I think is the biggest shocker out of all this. Um, for sure. Everyone else is kind of there. Even even Daniel Jones to an extent is is a little surprising being up there. I think he's someone that should be on <laughs> available in most leagues. He went he's available in most of mine. And uh we're seeing kind of him pick up a lot of that rushing equity. Uh so and and I think as matchups improve, right? Because he started out with Denver. And, uh, and then Washington. So th- those are pretty tough matchups for, for opposing quarterbacks. So Daniel Jones might actually be something, even though he's in that Jason Garrett, uh, just uh, absolute vanilla offense. I think that's someone that you can run and get because most everyone else is going to be scooped up off of waivers. Um, Derek Carr slinging it around. That one's still kind of like throw me for a loop. I don't know if that's because of the matchups or the, you know, trailing against the Ravens. Can't really run against the Steelers. But Jacob's out. But, but that one's... Definitely jaw dropping. I mean, what are you thinking about? What sticks out to you most with these ooze? Oh man, this Kirk Cousins uh, really does stick, stick out to me. Uh, three touchdowns. Uh, he is slinging this rock. K- KJ uh, was it KJ Boren or or, or Osborne? Uh, Osborne? Os- yeah. Osborne, Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the one blown coverage, just deep down, easy throw. You know, you like that, you know what I mean, type of thing, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like that really surprised me coming up two weeks and still come up, uh, I think they lost on Sunday, correct? If, if, if I'm not oh, the yeah, field goal. Like, off of the field goal. Yeah, off of the field goal. I mean, they see, I saw the memes about uh, the Madden meme. I don't know if you guys saw that with the arrow pointing 
all the way left and missing the, the field goal. But, you know, for fantasy-wise, Kirk Cousins is just doing it for me. Um, you I got still him have... stacked with feeling in one league. And I'm just no, like, absolutely. I didn't think it was going to pay dividends like this. And I'm just like, just absolutely. please continue. I mean, this. to be honest, the whole offense is going crazy. I think, you know, when we go to the running backs, Dalvin Cook is going to be one of them. But, you know, just to show out the numbers for the wide receivers was, you know, six targets for 35, uh, six targets for uh, Alan Thielen, nine targets for Justin Jefferson, five targets for uh, KJ Osborne. Like he's looking for, you know, so I love Kirk Cousin this week. He just stand out for me top. And it was a low key. You could have got him in the, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th round, to be honest. You know, he he wasn't very sought off. I mean, he was undrafted in a lot. And you know, the yeah. Irv Smith injury has forced mm. them to play more 11 personnel. Because yeah. like Herndon and Conklin, they're just, they're fine. But they're just yeah. not there where Smith was. So that 11 personnel is forcing three receiver sets. So Osborne's getting a lot more of those looks, which which helps Cousins. Uh, I know that Zimmer doesn't want to play that way, but that certainly helps Cousins who has thrown the ball 81 mm-hmm. times so far through two games. Real quick, before we go to running backs, there was Kyler Murray having a crazy offensive passing game. Lamar Jackson, Mahomes versus Mahomes doing their thing. And then, of course, Russell Wilson. Um, Either of you two out of those four names, you know, which one sticks out to you the most? Obviously, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson does his thing. But, you know, talk to me about one of those guys, either of you real quick. The uh, I'll I'll kick it off with Russell Wilson. Um, three and forty-three yards, couple touchdowns left on the field because of the Chris Carson goal line carries, oh, yeah. uh, grabbing a couple of those. So you just think about how much better of a day he could have had. Um, I really like the way this offense is looking. The Seahawks definitely blew that game. Titans desperate for a win, um, but you're seeing that play action rate increase for. Uh, the Seahawks pre-snap motion increasing, and that's benefiting Russ. He just continues to air it out down the field as needed. Um, saw some comments from Carroll post-game. Makes me nervous. Midway through the season, he always panics and starts running the ball a ton. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But honestly, to see <laughs> Russell Wilson produce that and really leave two touchdowns on the table um, with those being goal line carries, I mean, it's just up, up, and away. Um, like you, you got the you got the cousin stack in one league with Thielen. I I got a couple Wilson Lockett stacks or Wilson Metcalf, and and those are those are fun ones to do. You know, yep. uh, absolutely. We we talked about that in the off season. Neil even wrote an article about stacking in season long, and you're seeing in these offenses and these studs we talked through. That's a great strategy. What about you? Uz? Yeah, I think Kyler Murray. I mean, he's doing. He's he's paying up to the draft capital that you, that that everybody used on him, right? Like that third round, uh, fourth round type of draft capital you used on him. You know, this week, four hundred yards, three passing touchdowns. You know, one rushing touchdown. The two picks kind of doesn't really um, concern me much because how much uh, volume he is he's doing while throwing in the air um, could be cleaned up. Not not too worried. But the five carries for thirty one yards, extra three points for you know, for the yards, this guy is absolutely a monster and the growth, you know, some people, you know, for me, especially, um, I think we talked about it too, Cody, like the Kingsbury, you know, I don't think for, for last year, you know, I think this was a, uh, make a break year for Kingsbury. If it wasn't yeah. going to get done this year, mm-hmm. you know, 
college is waiting for you. You know what I mean? Like you can, mm-hmm. you can pack the bags. <laughs> <laughs> they got openings over there, but you ain't NFL caliber. You know what I mean? But this guy is just doing it. And he's reviving AJ Green's career right now. Okay. Right? What is I, up with that? Oh boy. It's, and I think it's also like, you know, with, with Kings, with a uh, Kyler, it's also Kingsbury because you had D hop that ran 40 routes on 59 snaps. AJ green ran 35 routes on 51 snaps. This guy's the number two, you know what I mean? And then trailing behind is Chris and Curtin and uh, Rondell Moore. So, you know, slowly they're going to get jiving with not only D hop, the nuke, but AJ green, the monster. Right. So Kyle Murray, for sure. He's just, he's just elevating every week. I don't think he's going to stop anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Outstanding. I love it. I got no Kyle Murray stock. I do. We do have a couple of D hop, so he'll benefit and some Rondell Moore. So on to the running backs. I am just going to highlight a couple and then you guys can get into it. I remember I was making these notes and I had Henry in the duds, probably <laughs> the first second first quarter, quarter, second quarter yeah. <laughs> third quarter. And then it just, I was just like, you know, let me finish these notes later and come back. He's the number one running back of the week by <laughs> far. <laughs> I don't think I remember what happened during the second half of that game. I was watching the Cowboys game and doing some other stuff, but it was just absurd. 182 yards, three rushing touchdowns, Six receptions out of six targets and 55 um, receiving yards. And a win. And And a win. win. So that was the one I wanted to highlight the most. The other I wanted to highlight was that McCaffrey, Najee Harris, and Gibson, I have all on one team. And out of those three, two of them were top 10. But the one that is screwing me up is McKissick, who was top 10 over – uh, Antonio Gibson, come on, Washington, get it together. Give the ball to Antonio Gibson. McKissick should not be top 10, top six here. But anyway, I digress. You guys, we have McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, Cordell Patterson, of all people, Eckler, McKissick, like I just mentioned, Nick Chubb, Devin Cook. So the floor is yours, gentlemen. Yeah, What's I'll it? start with the Tony Pollard. Sorry, Cody. Like, I, like no, this roll is, with it. Go. This is this is shocking for me um he he looks better you know what i mean like he just looks faster he looks like more agile than zeke does and i don't understand why and i i, I said this last year kind of um to like friends of mine i just feel like they play, like, like they call plays that suits tony but they don't call plays that suits zeke like you see Tony like busting out outside. This guy had 13 carries for 109 yards. 13 carries for 109 yards. While you had Zeke had 16 for 71 and one touch, one receiving touchdown. You know what I mean? Like this guy is moving quick as anything. If you don't have this handcuff, you gotta go get him. You gotta go trade for him because this guy is a very viable, very viable flex play. Very viable flex play. Mm-hmm. So he he Tony looked good in that four o'clock game. Yeah, he's he's not even a handcuff anymore. He's 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 you can't even call him a handcuff he's, anymore. He's one right? B. Honestly, 
Dude, this is this is one reason I avoided Zeke a ton in in drafts is because he's he's not the best running back in Dallas. And kudos to Dallas. Like as a Dallas fan, pumped to see that because they gave him the contract, they're not just going to give him all the carries. Pollard is better. He's got better yards after contact. Uh, he's got a better elusive rating, more explosive, faster. He's just younger and better. That's just how it is with running backs. Younger, better, more athletic guys haven't been beat up. They roll with it. And mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see that. I, I think uh, the one that sticks out to me is, is that, you know, I'll, I'll chime in on McKissick Gibson. Uh, folks, if you're panicking on Gibson, I think he's going to be fine. I got I got yeah. some of him in leagues. I got some McKissick in leagues. McKissick just happened to kind of fall in the end zone, uh, catch a few of those. Uh, passes when they were trailing but here's a pretty good stat for you okay uh per mike clay at at espn.com this is something stuck out to love mike clay got got some good data right so gibson played 47 percent of the snaps last year 206 touches and a top 10 fantasy football running back when active so far this season all right everyone's pulling their hair out right he's played 64 percent of the snaps ranks ninth at running back in touches with and on pace for 323 touches this year that's what you paid for yeah, just touch. It's, just, it's touchdowns is a difference. Yeah. That's literally it. You know, he last year he had insane efficiency uh, in the red zone. I think he had like eleven rushing touchdowns uh, by only taking forty seven percent of the snaps. So eleven rushing touchdowns on two hundred six touches, dude, crazy efficiency. Yeah. You knew that wasn't going to continue. So, so definitely better days ahead for him. I'm excited to see what he does there. I think he's going to be a solid bounce back candidate. But um, you know, some of these others, a lot of it just comes down to comes down to volume. You know, we, we need to see uh, – my biggest fear is that Steelers offensive line for the rest of this list. You know, a couple of these guys, better days ahead. But if you're a Zeke owner, nervous. I think he'll be fine for the most part because they're still going to run the ball. But Nye Harris going to get those touches. That Steelers offensive line, nervous. Because they tough division, tough defenses, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Eckler, he looked good. I'm not worried about – you know, he's in the passing game. He's also in the rushing game. Um, he, he, he looked a little banged up, got, he, he got put under the, uh, blue tent, um, for like a cushion and a leg injury. So, but he was fine. He came back in the fourth quarter. Good to go. The Cardera Patterson. Okay. That was when I was going to point out. Yeah. This is going to be, you know, probably down in the list and you know, when we get further into the show for the way we ride pickup, I have some trades coming in trying to trade me. You know, Cardera Patterson, because, you know, some people need wide receiver help. And, uh, you know, I'm a wide receiver guy. Um, but they're using him how he wanted to be used. Meaning when he transitioned to running back, he's still wide receiver, right? He's still quick. He's still taking the the, the uh, special team snaps with the receiving of the punt and, and kickoffs. But using a guy that can, who was a wide receiver, now running back, that is still quick. And now put him in packages and snaps that can utilize that skill set. It's really looking good, really mm-hmm. looking good. And you know his, you know, counterpart is not. So you know he, it, it's it's looking more like a Terry Bradshaw is going to get more and more and more snaps as he should. And you should look towards putting on your watch list or even try to get him this week for your uh, fantasy team because he's going to he's going to blow up. All right, moving right along. And, of course, we had McCaffrey, 137 scrimmage yards. Dalvin Cook, 131 rushing. He got injured, came back in the game, was good to go, and then rushed for 130. Um, Moving on to the wide receivers. 
I mean, the biggest one that screams out to me, and then I'll let you guys get into it, is Rondell Moore. That one crazy broken play Kyle Murray had. He's just scrambling around in the backfield, running circles on defenders, and then pitches it to uh, Rondell Moore and then score. Um, Other than that, we had Cooper Cup, Lockett, Scary Terry, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Sutton, Ruggs, our boy Mike Williams, Ooze, Cooks, doing it with what, three different quarterbacks this past or two different (laughs) quarterbacks this weekend? Yeah. And I wanted to throw out this one, Julio, who had 128, six receptions off eight targets, and almost had one touchdown. So big ass feet. Don't yeah. touch the white line, man. <laughs> yeah, big feet. That happened a lot today this weekend with uh players stepping <laughs> out of bounds. But uh keep those go feet ahead, in, guys. man. You gotta get twinkle toes, baby. You yeah. know what I mean? I, can I start off with this guy Cooper Cup? Oh my goodness. Oh, of course. I just I mean I don't know what episode it was, but I just felt like this guy, Matt Stafford, was going to unleash, unleash, just break the shackles off this boy's feet. Okay? This guy went 150, 163 and two tutties. Okay? And being a Colts fan, I'm trying not to be biased, but our defense does not look like the top 10 defense of last year. We're just getting blown off the top. We need corners. Okay, he, he needs help. We need, need he needs some. He needs some milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so this guy Cooper Cup, he, man, I'm so blessed to have him. So blessed to have him. Okay, and you kind of see the difference. You know, watching Monday night and watching uh, Jared Goff, you're just looking like, man, you wasted so many years of Cooper Cup, man. You wasted so many years. Now that we have Matt Stafford out here, baby. We slinging a rock, slinging it. Cody, which one uh, of these wideouts stand out to you this week? Sticking out the most to me, honestly, is going to have to be uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, He's just so good. Doesn't matter. Taylor Heineke seems to be serviceable, and I think it's he's going to be fine. But I heard a lot of people talking uh, this week about how you're going to have to temper expectations for McLaurin. He's still going to be fine because he's good, but without Fitzpatrick in there, he's going to struggle. I'm like, do we just forget that he was hurt most of last year and and he was playing with absolute garbage? Like, Taylor Heineke is – I don't think he's that much worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's fine. Terry McLaurin's going to be fine. He showed it this week in a tough mm-hmm. matchup. He's just good, you know, and I think that's something that sticks out. If he was – he was drafted in the third round of a lot of drafts, and if you got him there, you're still going to be fine. He's going to get his targets. He's going to get his looks. It's a fairly concentrated offense. And uh, and I think I think Heineke's going to be fine. I'm sure there will be some down weeks. But he's not going to be worse off with him than he would have been with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that sticks out to me more than anything. One last one that I want to touch on. I think I mentioned this in a show because we were talking about the Ravens running backs, how they all just crumbled and got decimated before the season or yeah right before the season and I asked myself or I asked you guys you and Lance I said is this better for Brown basically is he gonna see more targets is he gonna get more work and I can't remember his stats from last week but I'm pretty sure he finished wide out one wide out two if anything and now he's uh wide out six this week 
I didn't add in the Green Bay game, but I'm pretty sure he's still, you know, top 10. So what do you guys think about Marquise Brown? Eight touchdowns over his last eight games. What more do you want? Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, you can't you you can't complain about that. And it 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 really does factor in the playmaking ability of uh, Lamar Jackson, right? Like, you know, him getting loose, that, that jump pass he did. I think he did two of them. Dude. I think he did two of them. What? Like, I, I mean, to be honest, this is probably like if we can just limit the injuries to some of these quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, um, I feel <laughs> like we can have a superb NFL season because we're just getting touchdowns ever, you know, to, again, Tom Brady five, Derek Carr coming out the woodworks. You know what I mean? Like Lamar Jackson jump passes, Pat Mahomes side passes. And these receivers are eating all the, all the, all the helpings that they're giving them. You know what I mean? And we're mm-hmm. loving it. We're loving it. You know, so I feel we just have, like, Mark, this is probably one my answer here. Marquise Brown is one of the guys, like, I wish I, you know, drafted him knowing if I knew what I knew now because I I didn't like the Ravens passing game regardless what it is. Because where I did see- he where did he go in most of your drafts? Just that curiosity. Maybe, maybe eight ten, eight ten. Yeah, like eight right? to ten. How yeah, cheap he was is that super cheap, dude. I mean, he's super cheap. He could have been. I mean, I mean, he was. He was your third, fourth bench player in a lot of drafts, and uh, second highest graded wide receiver by PFF so far. But Pro Football Focus um, so far this season. I know we're only two weeks in, but last week alone, he had a thirty eight percent target share in that Ravens offense. And mm. I know they're not airing it out, but still. 38% target share in any NFL offense yeah. when you're playing playing at his level. And if you drafted him in season long between rounds eight to ten, oh my gosh. You yeah, just gotta absolutely. be loving absolutely. that. That's absolutely crazy. All right, let's move on to the tight ends. We got a couple uh, here. Can I can I get a little caveat here real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Of course. I'm not I'm you know not to be again a homer here, right? <laughs> You know, I don't like to I don't like to do that, but I don't see my boy up here. Um, yeah, what, know, Pittman? Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Like he didn't like he didn't go eight for twelve for one twenty three or anything. Hey, listen, I mean? he showed up. He showed up for Bible study with Wentz this week, man. No, <laughs> he was I on, and they had that connection. I, I try to tell you guys, and you, guys you know, we didn't want to listen. Everybody should to drop for Bible you know? study. But, Let's go. I mean, <laughs> just just putting it out there. Like, no love for my boy. Okay, <laughs> no love for my boy. I don't like it. I don't. We'll highlight him. Don't worry. I don't I don't like it. We will get to it. But right now we're <laughs> gonna move on to tight ends. <laughs> we got Kelsey doing his thing. Kelsey. I mean, but Kelsey Mahomes, like what else do you want out of your tight end one and uh number one quarterback coming off the board? But we have Gronk, Max Williams, Noah Fant doing his thing, Jack Doyle, and our boy Kyle Pitts with Five receptions out of six targets and 73 yards in a crazy, ridiculous game. Uh, one thing I want to ask you guys first right off the bat, four touchdowns for Gronk in two games. Is this the old Gronk, the old Tom Brady and Gronk connection? 
Are you buying it? Are you selling it? Well, how you feel about that? This is prime. It's prime time. Hmm? It's prime time. I think, I mean, there's nothing else you can say about it. I feel like, you know, Tom Brady is a freak of nature by himself, right? Everybody can agree with that. I think what happened last year where Gronk was, hey, Gronk, come play down with us. You know, you know, we're going to have a good time. Oh, no, I'm having a good time drinking every day. I'm on Shark Tank. I love my life. I love retirement. He had to get used to the NFL again. And it took all last year. Now that he's back, had a training camp, had off like a off proper off season. He had you know preseason games. He looks like Gronk of 2011 plus. Like this guy is catching all balls thrown to him, touchdowns, bodying these guys, blocking still. Like he looks in shape. So yeah, this is prime time Gronk. This is prime time Brady. And NFC, watch out. Cody, what do you think about Gronk and any of these other tight ends that uh, blew out this weekend? Gronk, we we uh, talked about him a lot last week. We spent a lot of time on him. Yes, and the argument there is going to be pretty much the exact what we said. When this dude's healthy, I mean, what more do you want? I mean, prime time, he's looking good. He looks healthy. He looks strong. He looks happy. He looks clear. I think it's going to happen. I said last week he's probably going to have three, four, five games where he pops like this, and then uh, it gets distributed elsewhere because it's such a potent offense with so many weapons. I still think that holds true. We also discussed about the connection. Brady's got eyes for him when you get in the red zone, and it's like, like that play in Dallas week one. He threw the ball, just knew where he was, and Gronk just turned, caught it. You know, obviously, he just annihilated T-Law and Michael Parsons on, on that route. But, dude, as long as that connection is there, they just read each other like a book. You saw him on the Monday Night Telecast talking about it. It's just they get in the red zone. It's just a sense. It's like a mm-hmm. sixth sense. They just know it's there. And and that's never going to change. So as long as Gronk is healthy and as long as, long as uh, Brady is healthy, which he's, he's going to be um, – Start him, start him. You know he's he's going to be an absolute stud there. There's there's not much more to add. I think some of a lot of what we discussed last week still holds true, and it just looks like they're going to keep going to him in the red zone. Um, Kelsey doing Kelsey things, it's fine. What he does is what we expect. He's basically a wide receiver one. That's yeah. where you why you drafted him in the first round. You drafted him to be a top five wide receiver, like like he was last year. You know, so that's he he's in that realm of Adams, Hill, Diggs, and so when I look at his stat line, I'm like, okay. You know, it's what he does. Uh, that's what that's what you expect. He's he's the ultimate stud tight end. Darren Waller dropping off. We got the Henry Ruggs game. Um, so that was one that stuck out to me. Kyle Pitts going to be fine. Falcons, explosive when he's in the game. Um, they I saw a stat, and they only have one play of uh, 10 or more yards without him in the game. They got over 20 with him in the game, 10 or more yards. Wow. They have no explosive capability without him. I, I don't know if it's just that the the style they run, the routes he's running, the attention he holds. But that's what stuck out the most to me. Uh, Fant doing what we kind of expected him to do. Jack Doyle. I think the Colts will kind of rotate, so I take it as a grain of salt. So that's how all this yeah, stuck out to I, me. I, the grand the, the the Jack Doyle one. It's it's going to be him. It's going to be Mo Ali Cox. Like you know, it's going to be him there. But mm-hmm. they're going to pass the ball. The, the tight end is going to. Not, not necessarily eat, 
but they're going to have nibbles, you know. When's yeah, the Jonathan uh, Taylor game coming? Can you tell me that? Because I need to know oh, for draft <laughs> To be honest, it might it might be this week against Tennessee because that defense does not look good. That that defense does not look good at all. And That's what I'm feeling. And if Chris Carson can go out and do what he needed to do against them, I think we can uh, – I think we can do it. I think – Lock not, it in. Uh, <laughs> I can already tell you I'm locking it. I'm locking that I'll, in. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm I'll tell you. I'll tell you. He might get two touchdowns this week. You hear it here, folks. Here, you heard it here first, folks. Well, can't talk now. <laughs> just a little, just a little insider. Just, just a little insider. Eric Fisher, I think he was like top five uh, rated last uh, last week. This past week um, for offensive line play, being his first week back. Brandon Smith, hopefully, if he's back on right tackle with that foot injury, now we're in full force because Davenport ain't the answer, and he is basura. Basura. Okay? No one knows that. That is trash in Spanish, okay? Speaking of win. speaking of basura, let's move on to the duds. That's a good segue. No, absolutely. To the, <laughs> to the duds. So quarterbacks, I didn't get a lot of them, but the ones that stuck out to me were Dak – because it, they did not hit that Vegas line that they were predicting of 55 points. Oh, um, yeah. It was a lower scoring game, which, and they ran the ball. Dak did not throw a lot and had an interception. So it did not go well for Dak owners. Zach Wilson with four interceptions and then Jameis with two oh, interceptions. God. He, looked, and 11 he looked yards. like, he looked like, Oh, Jameis. Yep. I picked him up because I'm streaming a quarterback in my rough league. And against me, you still won. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I mean that's that's what happens when you have a you know horseman of wide receivers just leading the pack. <laughs> and you know the crazy thing is, my one of my horsemen had a limp. You know, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Tyreek uh, Hill had a limp and I still got it. You know, I might have I might have won if Jarvis Landry didn't get hurt so early in the game. But anyway, oh, man, we that, did that, 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 we was, that was big, big. But yeah, what do you guys oh, for, think for, about these QBs and any other ones that I didn't mention? Yeah, for fantasy relevance, you know, nobody's really using Jack Wilson. Jameis was one, and I, I kind of warned everybody about this, and I just didn't listen to my own warning after listening to the show back like the day after. The 149 yards is the is, is the big red flag there on week one. Okay, yes, he had five touchdowns, but he only threw 20 times, and he only had 148 yards. So what did I expect for him to do this week against a well-coached Matt Rule defense in, in uh, Carolina? Okay, Sammy D is going to build a rock and put a, a, a lead in front of him. And now you ha- have to have Jameis come back. This was a bad game. Jameis, I'm not going to say he's a bad quarterback, but it was a bad week for him. But stop streaming him, drop him, the the – 100 yard, 100, the sub 150 yard games is not uh, just a one off. It's going to continue to happen. It is. Cody, any other quarterbacks or you want to touch on Dak here? Uh, Dak, a couple touchdowns were dropped. He's going to be fine. No worries there. And uh, so they had to settle for field goals. That game was literally a couple drops away from being an absolute shootout. Um, and once they got ahead and they took that lead, they flipped the script and they started running the ball quite a bit, which is how you saw Zeke and Pollard with 
Pollard, I think 13 carries equals 16. So they ended up running the ball quite a more, quite a bit more against a good secondary, but you know, saw Cooper get lit up, drop a ball. He'll be fine. But in the order of Dak, Zach and Jameis, like I said, Dak going to be fine. You know, just a, just a down game, 237 yards down game, couple, you know, rushing touchdowns went there. Zach Wilson, a little nervous. Jameis, I'm with you. It was expected. Carolina defense. I mean, that defense, I think, is going to be one of the best this season. Um, loaded up on draft picks. Uh, got got a year under their belt. I think that's what's going to stick out the most. I'll give you my a dud that's not on this list that uh, I'm still a little nervous about, Ryan Tannehill. Mm. Still a little nervous there. And I know Henry broke the game wide open, and I think that's going to benefit him. The play action rate increased after being one of the highest last year. Week one last week was – scary five percent one of the lowest um aj aj brown dropped a deep ball so we got to keep that in mind um he, he had him wide open on a seam route he catches that he probably goes like you know 60 yards to the house and that changes the whole outlook but realistically I, i'm a little worried about uh Tannehill, which makes me concerned about aj brown and julio jones i think they're going to be fine aj brown's one of the league leaders in the air yards we saw julio bounce back but um if i had to pick one not on this list that i'm a little concerned about it's him. All right. Going into the running backs. Let's try something different. I'm going to name some out. You give me one or two that you're not concerned about. And you give me one or two that you are kind of little concerned about or very concerned with. So we had Antonio Gibson. That was more so McKissick taking production from him. Sanders, Mixon, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, Elijah Mitchell got hurt, but you know, everyone spent half, almost all their fab on them last week. Gaskins, Kenyon Drake, even with Josh Jacobs out. Kamara, what, top five pick in most leagues, Rojo and Saquon. So, you know, whoever wants to go first, two, one or two that you're not concerned with and one or two that you are concerned with. All right, Cody. Yeah. Not concerned with will be first. Obviously, Gibson hit on that earlier, gave, gave some data on him. Totally going to be fine. Mixon, volume going to be fine. Bengals actually bottom five in pass rate over expectation. So they're top five in pass rate below expectation. They're running the ball, giving it to Mixon. Um, Bears just played an outstanding game. But he's going to be fine as long as he's healthy. Uh, guys, I'm very concerned about. Obviously, James Robinson was concerned about him because of Urban Meyer before the season. We talked about Urban Meyer being uh, just an absolute train wreck in some ways and loving his Ohio State Carlos Hyde. That still has me concerned. Um, and then some of these other guys, the fluctuations are kind of expected. I'm very concerned about Kamara. Um, I got him one or two leagues, but I, I faded him in, in most of my season longs um, unless he fell to me because of the lack of Drew Brees. I know James is better for him. James the ball down for a little more. Breeze just peppered him with targets and and, and full PPR. I, those blow up games are going to be tougher to come by for Kamara. If you're drafting him in the top three or four, I'm I'm very concerned. He's gonna have some games where he's totally fine, but that ceiling we saw at times last year, oh, it's gonna be tough to find yeah. that on a consistent basis. But that's it for me. Yeah. Right. Um. On on the because I'm gonna start with concerned. Um, Saquon, I'm concerned that. Offensive line is is not good. I'm not going to say it's bad because I've seen on Thursday night, I saw him break through. I saw him take like little nice rushes, um, but it's not good enough for him to, and I, it's not good enough for him to start breaking out and having those 
14, 15, 16 type games that he should be having. Um, but I also think Jason Garrett is doing a bad job of calling it as an offensive coordinator. I don't know how the Giants organization said, yeah, we beat this guy's while he was a head coach. Let us just bring him on board as an offensive coordinator so he can just make us better while he was worse without us. You know what I mean? Like, it just made no sense. So, Saquon, very just worried, but not scared. Gaskin, I just don't want that Miami offense is just bad. Okay. I don't know. I like, I'm praying that Jacoby this week kind of like brightens the day. But besides that, like, you know, they're not running the ball well. The offensive line is com- complete garbaggio. Uh, they can't they can't protect Tua, let alone, you know, open the, open the holes up for Gaskin to run through. So why should we even start to have him as a guaranteed start as Gaskins, you know? So those are the two running backs that are very scared. You know, I agree with the James Robinson because that's just really bad. But, you know, those are the other two that, like, I, I'm very – uh Skeptic on for ones I not worry about Joe Mixon. Okay, this guy came out just running the rock week one. Week two is going to happen. He's going to have like a little faulty game. Uh, Burrow trusts him in pass protection as well, which is huge. Which is huge, meaning because you know if he gets a nice bump, he can come out for the for the pass, easy dump off. Um, Gibson, not worried. All right. They kind of like for some reason, Washington is known for this. They have a running back that is completely run, uh, ground and pound. And they also have a running back that is um, a pass catching back. They did it with Alfred Morris and um, trying to remember his name. It was Alfred Morris was, was the was the down back. And then. Oh, man, who was who was. Who was his past casting back? I want to say Samarza Peron, right? No. Well, anyways, they always done this, okay, with with Washington. So, and reminded that McKissick only had four attempts rushing. Everything else was pass catching for him. And then um, uh, Gibson, Tony Gibson took the rest of the carries for the ground. So, not worried about him. He'll be fine going to, going on to the weeks uh, of the season. All right. Let's do the same thing with the wide receivers than the tight ends. One or two that you're concerned and not concerned. We got Kenny Galladay out there on Thursday night. Everyone star player Tyreek Hill. Dallas's own Coop. Devontae Smith. Chanel Callaway. Landry, who got hurt. Brandon Ayuk, which is very interesting to me. And Robbie Anderson. And anyone that I you know forgot as well. Yeah, so ones that I'm not worried about, Tyreek Hill. That offense is just too potent. Just plain and simple. He's, you know, he's going to get his touches. Sometimes one person just goes off the, you know, they take turns, you know, to whack and whack and whatever team they're going against, right? So the, the shares between all the receivers, the tight end, and unfortunately the running back, Elaire, with a fumble. Come on, guy. Like, come on. Come on. Hold on to the ball. That's all you. That's all you pay you for. Okay, he's had trouble in the past for that, and I don't know how Andy Reid hasn't reprimanded him for that. But anyways, I digress. 
Tariq Hill, not worried about him. Okay. Another one that surprisingly, surprisingly not worried about is Kenny G. I'm not, I'm not worried about Kenny G for like, look, really? Yes. Yes. I know. Very shocking. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty shocked. Go ahead. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the uh, explanation here. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, Kenny. So I don't know. Everybody saw the video about with Kenny G yelling at, (laughs) supposedly he channeled all of us, man. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) <laughs> supposedly it wasn't just at Daniel Jones. It was also at, um, uh, offensive coordinator. Like I'm talking about, uh, Jason Garrett for not, you know, calling a good, good game. But I feel like, you know, with Kenny G, his production is due to his playing time. He hasn't played, you know, you remember he's coming off a, a very bad hamstring injury. Didn't play all preseason, barely practiced. And now getting put into the, the X role off the rip on a Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, Daniel, the the, the Eli copy, you know, <laughs> the guy that doesn't really like to, you know, feature one wide receiver, even though he's always open, he has to get a rhythm, right? So with examples, Shepard. Shepard's been popping off because he has rhythm with him. He's played for two years, you know what I mean? So... I feel like with with uh, uh, Kenny G, he he's from week one to week two, it's progression, right? I think he only had like 37 yards week one. I think he had 69 yards week uh, two. Um, and he, not to say he looked better, I just hope Daniel Jones continues to fight him and eventually he'll get in the end zone. So I'm not really worried about Kenny G. Kenny G right now, you drafted him at, you know, round six, seven. Right, he's he was going to be your flex anyway, so you know keep him there. Hopefully, he you know rises to the top and gets you you know wide receiver three, wide receiver two numbers. So I'm not worried worried about. Him. Go ahead, Cody. Who you got? Well, off the Galladay thing, I am worried about him. It's it's I'm not worried overly worried because you got him in the middle of your drafts because of the injury. I mean, he was going sit between six and ten depending on when you drafted him. So, I mean, if you drafted early and got him in rounds two to four, then, yeah, you're screwed. But um, the Giants do target receivers um, at a very high rate. 72% of their targets go to wide receivers. Daniel Jones does is actually eight in, uh, uh, in attempts over 15-plus yard, percentage of attempts over 15 or more yards at 21% of his total attempts going greater than 15 yards. I think that'll benefit Galladay. I'm still, I'm lukewarm, like him and Barkley, same boat of it's mostly Jason Garrett. I mean, they're getting healthier. Yeah. Both of them are, I think yeah. they'll be largely fine, but it's mostly Jason Garrett, but I I'm not quite as optimistic as you ooze. The studs will be fine. Hill Cooper. They'll be fine. Devonte Smith, where you drafted him. He'll have, he'll have a game or two where he, he, he pops off. He was cheap. He's a rookie. He'll be fine. Not worried. Um, the ones I'd be worried about Juke because the draft capital that went in there, Debo is the wide receiver one. Then you got Kittle in a run first offense. Robbie Anderson, he kind of had a nice little bounce back week in terms of target share, but still a little concerned because they love Terrace Marshall. He's potentially some weeks going to be third, fourth target in an offense. It's going to be CMC and DJ Moore. Um, One, I'm actually not worried about too much. And here's why. LaVisca Chenault, 
Okay, I was a big fan of him in the offseason, and so I'm concerned. There's some concern there over the first couple of weeks because that dot is so low, lowest in the offense. He's still got a 20% target share in offense. It's going to be trailing a ton. It's an offense that's going to throw the ball quite a bit. They target receivers 68% of the time. They're clear, clearly not going to throw to running backs. That's why you're worried about James Robinson losing over half the carries and also not getting third down work. They're going to throw it to receivers. They're, they're going to get it over to LaVisca, especially with ETN out. And the other thing is Trevor Lawrence has 84 total pass attempts, a lot of that because they're trailing, of course. 30% of his pass attempts are going over 15 yards. They're pushing the ball downfield. Visca's mm-hmm. got a 20% target share. He's got the lowest dot, so those, those targets are, are really good for the Marvin Jones and DJ targets of the world. But the LaVisca yeah. week is coming. He should have been – maybe your first bench player drafted in most drafts, maybe your second bench player. So hold on to him. I think he's going to, he's the one that sticks out to me the most that when I'm looking at the data, he's going to be fine, I think. And I hope, um, but I think he's going to be fine. But apart from that, I mean, I, I, if you got nothing else, I'm good to move to on to tight ends. Landry's on IR now. So that's, that's uh, hopefully they get OBJ back. But apart from that, I'm good for tight ends. Yeah. But let me add something here uh, for Kenny G. Cause I know, I know, I know that a lot of people are saying, Kenny G, I got my, my stats mixed up, but they're, you know, around the same. He has 64 yards for, for four receptions week one, but six targets. Target share increased. Had eight targets, caught three of them, unfortunate, but only had 38 yards. This week, this week, he's going against the, the defense has given up the most points, yards, and receptions. And that is Atlanta. Cool. Atlanta. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I see the, mm-hmm. the, the, the cogs rolling in uh, Cody's head that his target share yep. in DFS might be super down right now. That could be a nice little play there, okay? That could be a nice little play there. Atlanta, remember, this is the same Atlanta that the Eagles beat by miles with a average because we've seen how ha- – we'll see what happens with a good defense, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, and uh, rookie in Devontae Smith. So you don't think Kenny G is going to go out there and not catch 112 with, with two tutties? Come on, man. All right, moving on to the tight ends real, real quick because we don't need to harp on this crapshoot, but it we still need <laughs> to cover it. Kittle, are we concerned or not concerned? Consensus no concern. here? No concern. Um, I actually wrote about this in the player pool. My concern was he was in on week one I, um, blocking on 35% of pass plays. That's a problem. Okay. That's a problem. Blocking, blocking on 35% of pass plays. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm a little concerned. He's going to have his weeks, but if you were drafting him in the second or third round, um, that that's a problem. The rest of these guys are, yeah. Okay. So, why don't we, why don't we go into your waiver wire pickups, uh, Cody? Why don't you give us three of them that you think and that will be very useful for the listeners? Um Go ahead. I think, uh, well, obviously, K.J. Osborne that we, we got on here. Rondell Moore should have been drafted in most leagues. If he's available, obviously, go snagging, but he should be gone. Donovan Peoples-Jones is definitely one you can look at, consider, because um, he's still getting reasonable target share, and especially with now Landry on IR. That's the one you definitely want to look at. And I think if you're long-term thinking about running back depth, you got to start thinking about um, these second, third stream running backs. If you've got, if you're sitting at two and zero, and you're you're looking at 
um, who's potentially going to perform midway through the season towards the end of the season, given injuries. I think you need to go look at Justin Jackson seem to take the number two role again, but I still like Larry Roundtree better for the chargers, but you look at one of the chargers running backs. Cause I don't think Eckler's going to hold up. You can look at Kylan Hill in the green Bay offense because he's very explosive, similar to he can catch passes, all that similar to Aaron Jones. I think, if in deeper leagues, um, and especially PPR, Kylan Hill would be solid. And then also Chris Evans out of Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Mixon get a lot, getting a lot of this volume. We'll see if his body holds up. So, you know, I think a couple of those receivers would be nice to snag. But if you're looking, if you're sitting at 2-0 and and you're comfortable with where you are, you can go grab some of those dart throws at running back that someone would really need toward once we get to the middle end of the season when you see some of these guys missing a couple weeks at a time for, for some type of uh, sprain injury. Hopefully nothing too severe, but we know things are going to happen. So that's where the gears, get, the strategy's got to start shifting. Real quick, Goose, we're doing waiver wire pickups. Uh, why don't you run through yours? Because I want to ask you guys this question, you know, heading the show on time. So what, who are your waiver wire pickups for this week? Yeah, for running back help, I'm, I'm really targeting uh, Cardell Patterson here. Um, I, we talked about it early in the show. Him being a wide receiver and running back definitely helps. Mike Davis does have the, uh, the, the majority share of the carries. I feel like they're going to continue working him in. Um, and Atlanta always, not always, but for the past two weeks, has been down bad, right? And the recept, the, re- the receiving touchdown is going towards comparing Patterson and anything else, you know. So if if you're needing help in that wide receiver two slash flex, one, I mean, I think Kadar Patterson is your number one. Is my number one for this week for two leagues actually. Um, another one, another flex play, uh, KJ Osborne. Um, he is lighting up the, the, the streak routes right now, the, the nines, you know? So, um, if you're looking for a, in those deeper leagues, wide receiver three flex, another, uh, target there is for, uh, KJ, KJ, uh, Osborne. All right. Time to end this show. I want to end it on this question. Um, I hope you guys were thinking about it when I mentioned it earlier. Oh, do you have something you look like you want to? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Based on week one and week two performances, who is someone you were kind of high on or wanted to get in your drafts? Didn't get it because of, you know, your positioning or just the way of the draft, luck of the draft. And now you kind of just deeply regret it, regret it, you know, just in general, you know, you're just pissed basically. So Cody, I got, I got these now, to be fair, um, I don't really have a guy that satisfies this question, but I got a couple that kind of kind of meet the criteria here because I got them in maybe one or two leagues. Lockett I got in a lot more, but when, when he fell to the fourth at the four or five turn, but I, I thought he was a top 10 wide receiver going into this year, and I wish I would have passed on guys in, at the two, three turn to reach on Lockett. Same with Cooper. I think we just – everyone got nervous about that injury. And, and we we're taking, and Lamb's going to be fine, but we we're taking way, plenty of guys way ahead of him that uh, he's a wide receiver one and one of the top passing offenses in the league. It's going to play with pace. I know there's a lot of weapons and all that, but Cooper and Lockett, I, I got Cooper in, in one or two leagues. I got Lockett uh, with, with some rust stacks and several more, but honestly, I'd have reached on him at the two, three turn over and over and over and, and not try to be patient. Sometimes you got to be patient and let the value fall. I did that. But in some leagues, they were sniped right before I picked. 
And those are the leagues where I'm actually sitting there going, frick, I should have reached on them. What about you? Yeah, I'm sitting here and looking. I'm actually, I had to pull up my draft because I'm sitting here. And I was like, There's so many wide receivers. Even though I went wide receiver heavy, I went to zero RB in my, my big money league. And it's Tyler Lockett. You know, I, I valued, uh, I valued CD Lamb over Tyler Lockett. And knowing that Tyler Lockett is going to blow up the top more. And I, it's like, it's a pick between two high power offenses, right? But mm-hmm. with CD Lamb, I feel like they're going to run the ball more with Zeke and Tony Pollard. Um, and Amari Cooper's there. But to- uh, Tyler Lockett and that Russell Wilson offense is just explosive explosive you know it and i'm thinking to myself dk's gonna get most of the most of the carry most of the snaps uh, uh most of the target share sorry and he's gonna blow up and you know someone already gonna pick him i'm so i'm just gonna stay away but no tyler lock is the one i i, I really should have gotten before i got cd lamb all right all right very good stuff appreciate both of those answers so that was our show we went through a wild week too We try to cover it all for you here at the Russell. We appreciate you guys listening. Come back this week for a week three preview and get, you know, your knowledge for going into this week's game or yeah, this weekend's games. So it's been real. We appreciate, I appreciate my co-host as well coming in, especially Cody filling in for Lance and who's old faithful and big shout out to Lance. Sold his house. Congratulations. Happy for him. Congrats. Got that that money. And hopefully you guys are going into week three, two and oh, one and oh, or one and one. If not, if you're oh and two, do not worry. We're here. You're going to make it to the playoffs. That's the goal. Playoffs first. So do not despair. You can still make it. I got a lot of one and ones. I got a lot. I don't think in any of my leagues I'm two and oh. I got a lot of one and ones. Tell the people it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Well, that's that, our the show. Week, week, week one is always a one-off. Yeah. I feel like. That's our show, guys. Have a good one. See you. See you. Peace. Peace.